Welcome to the Palef Bukhara podcast. She is speaking. She is speaking. In each 20-minute episode, I'll have the chance to interview and celebrate strong, brilliant and inspiring women. I can imagine that I was really ambitious the minute I was put on skis. I love to be a role model for girls, for um, kids. You have to work hard and believe in yourself. The moment I got world champion in Switzerland on home soil in 2017 changed a lot. Hello and welcome back to the Carlef Bukhara podcast. She is speaking. Today we have the pleasure of chatting with Wendy Holdener, Swiss ski race champion and long-standing Carlef Bukhara ambassador. Wendy has had an exceptional career to date, competing on the world stage from the tender age of 17. She has two world champion titles, a gold, silver and bronze from the Olympics and over 40 World Cup podiums to name a few of the wonderful achievements she has had. A truly inspiring young woman. So, hello Wendy, how are you? Hi Sophie. <laughs> I'm fine, thanks. Great. Where are you calling from today? I'm in uh, Macklingen. That's the place where most of the Swiss uh, athletes train. Uh, it's like the national center. And I'm here for one week uh, and uh, I have time to chat with you. Oh, perfect. So is it in Switzerland? Yeah, it's uh, in Switzerland. Okay. And yeah, it's where I spent a lot of hours this summer to get ready for the upcoming season. Okay, perfect. All right. Yeah. Well, let's start um, maybe um, when you were a child, because I yeah. know as most Swiss children, you're, you're put on skis from the minute you can walk. Yeah. <laughs> But what, time, what, what moment did you realize you wanted just to race everybody? I guess I had it in my blood since I first skied, because um, about five years old or maybe a little bit older when we always watched um, the races on TV, But uh, I can imagine that I was really ambitious the minute I was put on skis because I have two older brothers and uh, I always wanted to to ski really fast down the hill and catch them or, um, yeah, um, said my mother, hey, let's go, don't talk with your friends, I want to ski. So um, oh, that's I guess a lifetime. Uh, yeah. And what moment did you realize you could make a profession out of it? I don't know. Actually, I had it as a goal since I was maybe 12 years old or when when you had to ask yourself the question, what I want to learn for the future, what job do I want to do? So I, I never knew that exactly. I just knew that I wanted to, to be a ski racer. And so yeah. I... I um, decided or my parents helped me to go to to a sports school where I can focus on skiing and do um yeah an education next to it and there uh, it somehow just got always one step closer to my goal and I was really lucky to to made it actually yeah Uh, it's really interesting, the whole sports school concept in, in yeah. Switzerland, because it's great. Um, what age did you did you start? I finished school till 16 in my uh, village. Okay. And I was really happy that I can, that I can or could do it at home because it was a, 
a time for me that I enjoyed the friends and that I wasn't ready to leave home actually. But then um, I went to to a sports school. It was like two hours from home. So um, I was there from Sunday to Friday night. And um, I was there for um, four years. Wow. And yeah, it was a big change for myself because uh, I was a little bit homesick at the beginning or it was a, a big change. But I was really fortunate to, to live or to stay at home for or till I was 16. Yeah, yeah, because some of the young yeah. athletes, they go really early. Yeah. We were talking to a couple of the female footballers. Yeah, so maybe it was early for me that time. But when I think back, um, I'm really happy that I, yeah, that I was still old enough to leave it or that it was a, a good time. Yeah. So what are you training for now? What's the next big competition? Now it's, um, we had like two and a half months to prepare ourselves for the upcoming ski season. So it was a time for dryland training. That means uh, a lot of time in the gym, lifting weights, doing abs training and a lot of endurance just to get the body, the body ready for the heavy weights. They are coming to us when we ski down the hill. And um, yeah, it's a hard and tough time, but it's also really nice when you can see how you grow, how you get stronger day by day. So um, a hard time, but a, but a nice one. Yeah. So do you train in a group with other, other skiers? Are, you, are there a group of you? In our ski group, we have uh, ski trainers and we have one dryland coach and a physio. And the physio and the dryland coach, like the physical coach, they are with us the whole summer and they um, plan everything. And then we work here with three other girls or two other girls. And I'm the third one. And um, from the whole time, we had like five weeks together and five or six alone. About half we are with the team and half we are at home by ourselves. But um, okay. yeah, they they put in a lot of time and effort for us three girls. So I'm really thankful for them that they push us day by day. Yeah. One of the things about skiing is that, you know, it's quite a dangerous sport. It's easy to injure yourself. How do you kind of avoid that? Is there anything you can do? Obviously make yourself stronger, but is there anything important in your training that helps you to avoid injury? The biggest thing for myself is, of course, that I'm that I'm physical prepared. That's what we do now. There are tests that they say that your hamstrings need to be that type of percent to other muscles that it helps for preventation for the legs. But I guess for myself, the the interesting thing is that you are physically really ready that you are that you're not tired on the slope and that you step by step get better with your technique and your skiing so you always feel confident on what you're doing and you don't have to risk everything to be fast, that your level is just safe and really fast. So that's the three things I'm like trying to put on the same line. 
Ah, oh, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, last month on this podcast, we spoke to a, a woman called Ruth Buscombe, who was a, like an engineer strategist for Formula One. Yeah. So she's the lady that just, um, she plans the strategy of the race, how fast, what tyres and all of this. And it's fascinating. Yeah. And it made me think, you know, do you have a strategy when, you know, depending on the weather, the snow, the winds, is that something that you also have to plan out during a race? Yes, um, we do. The best thing is I have different people who help me to be ready yeah. for that. We have the material side, which skis um, do I take or how sharp do they have to be? Because you don't know if it's freezing tomorrow or like with rain, you don't need a lot of edge, um, like those things. Then we have um, our dryland coach, our physical coach works with them. Um, statistic that you don't train always on the same level that you have three weeks of uh, harder trainings like always going more 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 and then you have one week of a break so you always try to don't train at the same level it's better for the body and yeah when you have some pain somewhere then you need to work um just how you get ready for day x yeah yeah no, that's interesting or like um we have uh really different slopes i guess for ski sport it's um that's the most difficult part so you never can train on a race slope or you can but later but um the slope is always different the snow is always different and the course setting is different so you just can um slip through the course and then you have to ski as fast as possible and that's something you never have the same like it's always yeah. different yeah there's one thing that has always uh, fascinated me about some some athletes um that visualize the whole course in their mind before they actually uh step out on the yeah. snow i know for example tiger woods he will he will go through every single golf hole yeah in his mind before he actually plays is that something that you do too yeah we do not each athlete do it the same way but uh, for me i nearly know each gate i know where a little like where it's deeper how many turns they are uh, if there is a banana, that means that two gates are going on the right, on the same side, or how the snow is. So it's it's nearly the same uh, in ski racing, or it's the same. Each athlete does it a little bit different. Someone does it faster, someone slower, or stuff like that. But um, I'm happy that we don't have 18 holes, just like one minute of a ski racing hill. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So you mentioned your 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 mother earlier. She's a skier, yeah. obviously, and your brothers too. Are you really yeah. a, like a crazy ski family? I would say yes. Um, I would say we're not crazy. We're just normal Swiss because um, yeah. we have a lot of families. They love skiing as much as we do. Uh, my parents grew up racing for themselves. They never get that far as we got. But they just passed the passion for ski racing to us kids. And um, my brother had to stop ski racing 
but now he's my manager. Oh, wow, that's lovely. So he's he's still in the ski business with me, so I love that. And the other one uh, lives abro- abroad, but he always loves to spend time on skis. So I would say we just a family who loves ski racing. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. great. You also have another family in in Kalev Bukhara because you've yeah. been an ambassador with them for, for a long time now. Yeah. How does that support you as well to have this extra group um, following you and supporting you and cheering you on? I'm really proud to have such great sponsors next to me or on my side. Um, it meant a lot for me um, to have the possibility to go to Karl of Bucher and talk with them. And um, I knew exactly from the day I was there that I would love to be a friend of the brand because... Um, a Swiss brand, they're um, like grounded as I am. They're Swiss, they're, um, like you said, family. So I'm really proud to be a part of that big family and um, among a lot of other great uh, personalities. Oh, and, that's uh, lovely. And the watches, uh, I mean, uh, I love them. They're so nice. And also the manufacturer, I was there uh, I guess two years ago, it's amazing what they are capable of. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree yeah. with you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talking about family and, and friends, do you still ski for pleasure just with your, your family or are they just totally intimidated by your speed? I do actually, but um, I don't have a lot of time. When I'm home, I love to do ski touring at night. Oh wow! Um, that's like in winter. It's it's dark at five o'clock. So I meet Kevin or uh, friends to to walk up a mountain for like one and a half hours and then ski down with the lights. So it's it's a little bit of training, but also it's just uh, to be out there in nature and have a different uh, things on my head actually. Yeah. But in in springtime, um, when I'm home and I'm I have time to, to go out to the slope and enjoy it with my friends. I, I love it. But it's uh, more in spring and maybe like five days a year, so not that often. Yeah, oh, but, but it's great. I love training. That's a passion yeah. for me. I love to make great turns in the snow. It makes me smile and happy. So that's pleasure for me as well. Yeah, definitely. In a way, you're not only a professional skier, but also a global brand of uh, sorts. You know, you're the CEO of your yeah. of your brand. How do you lead and encourage all the people around you? I ask myself the same question, or I ask myself what I am here for. And one thing I could totally agree was to be a role model. So yeah. I love to be a role model for for girls, for um, kids who love to ski. Like, um, I love to see the people happy because they they get strength just from me doing my, my way or um, kids from, um, I can make a picture and they, they smile over, over, I don't need to the moon and to just to be such um, a big part of a few people. That's, I guess, the greatest thing. 
Yeah. Do you mentor any younger girls um, in the Swiss yet, team? Actually, if they have a question or something, they can always come to me. But I do yeah. it more um, on the team. I'm really focused on myself when I have to work because I have a lot of work to do to be as good as I want to be or as good as I was in the in the in the time or in the last few years. But um, I'm trying to somehow make a girls' camp to give something back. Yeah, that's uh, something yeah, nice. I'm. I'm working on it, um, okay. just to to give something back, or just to to lead some girls who have problems or need some advice to to get more confident or brave or prouder of themselves. That's something I want to give. Yeah, to younger girls, actually. That's a great initiative. Yeah, but maybe um, Carla Bukera can help you with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should talk to them. <laughs> I'm I'm now somehow um, trying to get everything on paper and uh, yeah, do something else than um, just skiing and yeah, take this time out to give something back. And I hope it works. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Well, <laughs> you keep me posted. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. What advice would you give to a young girl who's looking at you and wanting to follow in your footsteps? Are there any sort of keys to success that you think maybe could uh, help? I guess the most important thing is to never lose the love and the fun for ski racing or for skiing, actually. Yeah. And the second thing is you have to work hard. It's not always easy. Like you, you just have to work for your dream. And the third thing is believe in yourself. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> You've had an incredible career so far. Mm-hmm. Are there any other big dreams still to be realized? Yeah, actually, I've never won a slalom race. Okay. And that's, that's surprising. Um, yeah, that's my record, actually. I'm the most, or I have the most podiums in slalom. I never um, had to win one. Okay. So um, that's a big goal of mine. Yeah. Uh, well, this coming season, yeah. <laughs> we're going to be following yeah. you and wishing you all the best. I hope that. so. Yeah. Thanks. Now, I have a. A series of fun, uh, rapid-fire questions for you. Okay, Um, okay. So there's 10. There are no wrong or right answers. Uh, You can say whatever you want, and it's just a little bit of fun. So if you're up for it... Of course. Okay, wonderful. Let's go. So if you hadn't have become a skier, what other career would you maybe have liked to do? I don't know, actually. Um... I'm just so lucky I got to be a ski racer. Otherwise, I would love to lead a mountain hut in the ski area or, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's it. You'd be in the snow, somewhere in the snow. Or in the mountains, yes. Yeah. Okay. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. But I love to sleep in. Ah, You can have both. That's okay. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Um, like if you could fly or 
No, I just like move me where I want to be. Ah, in a interesting. So, you, so teleportation. No, I I guess I want to heal people. Okay. Yeah. That would be a really really yeah. amazing superpower. Yeah, that's better. Okay, I'll let you I have both. You can yeah. have both. <laughs> That's better than I can heal more people. <laughs> yeah, and you can travel around the world doing it while yeah. you're at it. Okay, if you could travel in time, would you go forwards or backwards? Backwards. Okay, any particular era? No, really close, actually. Um, I I said it a lot, uh, uh, a few times that I love where in the time I was born. But now uh, I don't want the masks anymore. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like the corona masks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, now, here's a fun one. If you could only eat one dish for the rest of your life, what would you, what would you eat? What's your favorite dinner or breakfast? Or... I just can eat at one meal a day. I really like fondue. I think I could eat fondue every day. <laughs> <laughs> I would say brunch. Okay. <laughs> That's good. As I said, there's no wrong or right answers. Okay, what's your happy fix? What do you do that makes you really happy? Listening to good music and be with my loved ones. Oh, brilliant answer. Okay, if you had a choice, would you take the chairlift or the telecabin? Uh, chairlift. Okay. Because then I can uh, have my skis on. Ah, yes. So quicker to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. I like your thinking. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a recurring dream? A dream. Yeah, normal ones. I guess um, to be a mom one day. Oh, and, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Um, this is a good one. Carl uh, F. Bucher's motto is: "A single second can change history." Yeah. Is there a single second or a moment in your life that really everything changed? It's a tough one. I know. The good thing is. They asked me the question before, and I said that in ski sport, um, the moment I got world champion in Switzerland on home soil in 2017 changed a lot uh, from my career. I mean, I was home, there were thousands of people just screaming for me, and um, that was oh, wow. a moment I never forget, and that was also the moment my my success really became a high or yeah, yeah, went really good. So in sport, it would be that moment. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Well, that's the end of our rapid fire questions. So thank you so much, uh, Wendy. It's been a, a pleasure to, to chat with you. And I wish you all the best for your ski training. Thanks. And Sophie. we'll be following you closely next winter on yeah, the slopes. Thanks. And I hope you will have some really cool podcasts um, coming and ah, a lot yes, of fun uh, as yeah, well. So too. Yeah, no, it's been awesome to talk to so many like really inspiring women like yourself. So it's Thanks a fun a project. And I wish you all the best with your women's or young girls initiative. To Yeah, and all the best to, to the listeners them. out there. I hope you Yeah, like, absolutely. I hope you liked it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Wendy, and we'll talk Thanks. soon. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Stay safe, stay well. I invite you to subscribe to the She Is Speaking podcast so you don't miss out on this episode or future episodes that include a lineup of exceptional women. 
Thank you for listening. 